0: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPN 2 with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. Ready to come in for Max What's up? Is it snowing out there? No, it's just fog, dude.
1: Yeah, man. It's going to be on, a man. good day today, man. It's, it's not May, where it snows alone. in May? <laughs> New York. Oh, wait, wait, wait I, you I, missed I, it the other day because you were in Bristol when Key got in. Yeah. Um, He called, he's like, I had to walk here in the rain. Why is it raining? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, because it rains in New York, man. <laughs> Key, Key almost sounds like oh, that it's
0: old soul song. I want to go outside. <laughs> No, it was raining. Rain. And I didn't have an umbrella,
2: Freddie. Yeah. I went to the door of the hotel. I look outside; it's raining. I'm like, come on, seriously? Like, no pre-warning or anything. It's you could have got back to California quick enough, huh? No, no, it's cool. I love New York, but it's yeah. just it you don't watch the Too channel? inconsistent with the weather. Do you not watch the weather? Do you, like, do you look at the weather in the morning before you get up and go? Is that is no. that
1: like a West Coast thing? Because it's always nice and beautiful.
2: No, I could, I could, I could. Once, like, I open up the garage and I look outside, I can tell you what the weather gonna be. Okay. Hey, that's the you, best You weather. think I'm lying, though. No, I know you're not I lying. Know, I know, because <laughs> I,
1: I can love tell, tell you. you when you go, you play so many different roles in life. <laughs> you need your own weather channel. Why do you not tell what the weather looks like here when you open up the, the
2: hotel door? Because it's always gray. It's never like crystal clear skies. In, in L.A., like I said to you before, Jay, mm-hmm. in California, in L.A., the clouds are scattered. Scattered clouds, mm-hmm. you can tell whether or not it's going to rain or it's going to be that way the entire day. Okay. If they all together and it's dark, okay, so we might get a little rain coming. You know but when they scattered, now. they eventually the marine layer going to eventually go away. Okay. By noon, it's going to be clear skies. Toes out.
1: You know, you know clouds now. Cumulus you know, clouds. You know, cumulus clouds. All, clouds. All the hey serious. man, you know all the kinds of
2: clouds. Jay. From the desert to the sea and all around Southern California, <laughs> here's the latest
0: at 11, Freddie. <laughs> shot on the ones. <laughs> weather on the eights. <laughs> I can tell you the weather. I I mean, you can. Well, uh, well, right now the weather for Miami not looking good after the series now tied at one after what happened last night, Boston. It was a 25-point win. It's not looking good. It wasn't that – well, here's the deal. You it's know how one, it is. one. You, you know how it is, J. Will and Key in overreaction theater that we live in in the 21st century where after game one, all oh, the Celtics are in trouble. They're not the same team. They lose, they win game two, like they did against the Miami heat. Now, but oh now Miami's in trouble and everything like that. Jimmy is like, look, everybody needs to calm down. It's going to be a long series.
2: I look at it as it, it can get too much worse. You know, they can't can. tail on our home floor. Um, I guess if they do it on their, Home floor is supposed to happen, but I don't I don't see us doing that again. Um, I mean, the the first half has has been brutal for us in in both of these games. We just gotta we gotta come out and and, and play harder from the jump and be ready because they be throwing some haymakers in the first half. Cj, the reason I think it's I don't think it's over, but I think the reason I think it just got really really tough for Miami is because in game one against the Celtics, Miami beat them. Jimmy scored 40, right, 41. But it wasn't the same type of beatdown that the Celtics laid on the heat. And the Celtics showed us at full strength what they looked like versus not being at full strength, what they looked like. And Miami barely beat them, and they had to get, like, an all-time game out of Jimmy Butler to do it. That's why I'm like, ooh, this thing just got a little tight. So Miami
1: allows the most three-point attempts out of any team in the playoffs, right? Uh, they have this whole theory about, you know, contest late but contest hard. So I, realistically, do I see Boston shooting 50% from the field and 50% from the three-point line making 23s? No, I don't. I don't, I don't think that's sustainable. It uh, doesn't mean that Boston can't make threes at a high clip. Mm-hmm. But here are the two things where I, I would disagree with Jimmy because it can get a lot worse. In order for it to get better, you know, Bam out of bow. you're an all-star. Where are you? What are we doing? You know, this game last night, you took six shots. The game before that, you took four shots. You need your other all-star to come to the damn party and to be aggressive. Now, Spo, the head coach for the Heat, needs to design some plays to get him the ball, but he needs to demand the ball, first and foremost. And Tyler Hero, I'm going to read something to you, Key, as we talk about Mm plus-minus. Okay, Tyler Hero last night, minus 33. Sixth man of the year, Key. Is is that bad? This is a dynamic score off the bench that a lot of people around the NBA feel that can be a starter for 95% of NBA teams, okay? The lowest playoff plus-minus, by a Heat player off the bench in the play-by-play era. He was negative 35 one game in the bubble and negative 33 last night. That's wild. So you need your other players to come to the party, Key. We're seeing Jalen Brown. We're seeing Jason Tatum. Now we see Marcus Smart. We see Al Horford coming back, kind of being a backbone of the defense, communicating. You can't be out there by yourself without your two other stars coming to the damn party.
2: But I think that's going to be – that's one of the biggest problems that they're going to have. And we talked about this, Jay, when you talk about two teams that are in these playoffs, the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat. They got the star player in Luka and in Jimmy Butler. Who else on their supporting cast Mm -hmm. is going to rally the troops? We know what the Golden State Warriors got with everybody, and now we see – what the Boston Celtics got with everybody, they can't win. They cannot win this series at all without help of everybody else because back to the question again, as my friends were texting me to remind you, Jay, Will, and Max as well, I'm more Max than you, about <laughs> Jimmy Butler being the guy that can carry a team to a world championship all by itself. They just kept on texting me, well, actually texting and calling, talking noise yesterday when I got, you know, doing this game is saying to me, remind your boys tomorrow, and I have to let them know Max wasn't going to be here, that they need to just put a scotch tape or something over his mouth. Well, well what, what do
1: you mean? When, when did I say Jimmy Butler? No, not,
2: not you. I oh, swear Max, I said yeah, Max. you say
1: your boys. Yeah, yeah okay. I just hey, want to well, make sure you, you
2: clarify that, brother. I, I, I got it, brother. <laughs> not you, brother. Brother Max Kellerman. <laughs>
1: I, I will say this, though. If you're Eric Sposter, mm-hmm. I ain't playing Boston in no more zone. No, we are not playing zone, no, because they blitz that zone to start the that game, and that's and here it is as a, as a player when you allow a team like Boston to start finding their rhythm.
0: Yeah, they I don't mean, get out it. Of it.
1: it was a, it was a landslide after. I mean, yep. Jalen Brown was making threes, Peyton Pritchard was knocking down shots, Jason Tatum knocking down shots, mm-hmm. Marcus Smart. It was just it was a different kind of feel when you allow them to get open looks to start the game.
0: Key, you mentioned somebody, Keyshawn J. and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Key, you mentioned something about – a Bill Parcells-ism because you have a great effect a great effect for that man. And one thing your coach always told me that has always seemed to be true, a good big man is better than a good little man any day.
2: Oh, my God. You've heard that how many yeah, times?
0: And Jeff Van Gundy <laughs> pointed this out last night in the broadcast. He said it's not that Boston is long. They're big long when it comes to Al Horford or Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Even Marcus Smart is big long yeah. for a guy that's a guard. And, you look, and he said, look how small Miami is compared to them. And you mentioned about Bam Adebayo. The reason that he's only taking 10 shots is that he's going in the length that right now he has not been able to overcome. And you really can't have him face up on people because now you got guys, especially in modern basketball, that you try to face up on guys the way Boston can defend. It's hard to do that when you're Bam Adebayo. And he's figured that out that, okay, I got to try something different. It's kind of hard to do that now on the fly because, like Keyshawn said, what Bill Parcells always said, a good big man is better than a good little, little man any day.
2: I'm not
1: making any excuses for Bam. All all Bam shots I see are fadeaways like that, though. But that's, It's not an excuse. I'm saying that's a fact. He's I going would, up against length. Yeah, but my thing is, though, but, like, against length, why are you taking fadeaways? Like, why are you – Attack the rim, get to the free throw line, give a head fake. There are other ways you can be aggressive in attacking. But even if you are taking fadeaways, when I see you having six shot attempts, when I see you having four shot attempts, that's telling me that you are becoming small. You, like Nobody should ever think of themselves as small. Like He is a big, literally and figuratively, he needs to demand the damn ball. Like I said, he is the other all-star on this team and there is a lot that comes along with that responsibility
0: well put it this way he can demand the ball but once he gets it and does nothing with it then they won't pay attention to his demands anymore especially if length has bothered him so far in the first two games of this eastern conference final series the heat need bam out bow to get in the zone in game three and get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. get in the zone auto zone thanks for joining us here on Keyshawn, jay will and max and game one and game two are decided by not one but two runs our coach will tell you why, plus Jay will tell you the one player that better step up to help Luca, or else for Dallas. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel, ladies.
3: G-Sean, Jay Will, and
1: Max, the podcast.
2: I mean, I think he's just a security blanket. Uh, Normally, obviously, he's the defensive player of the year. And it's knocked away by Marcus Smart. And Smart brings it up into the front court for Boston. Oh, he puts Bruce on his knees and reminded him how good God has been to him. You know, I felt bad that I couldn't be out there with my teammate and go to battle with him. You know, we're playing against a really good Miami team. And, you know, it's a blessing to be on the same court with him.
0: It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Seth Greenberg joining us in studio, giving fatherly advice to Jay Wolf for the weekend here on ESPN Radio, <laughs> the ESPN app. See you next week, Seattle, Haiti. Seth is and telling ESPN me how to too. spend time with my kid, but also spend time on the golf course, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out the balance and how it works. There is no balance because yeah. that's part of the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, <laughs> no compromise. So before we talk more about that and what advice you're giving him, that is clearly not going to work in the Williams household. This oh no, weekend. Seth is
1: giving me a lot of really good advice it, throughout life. Trust me. Well, but are you going to execute? Pro- per- are you going to execute it properly well, though? Well, that's the question. That we should be asking. <laughs> that,
3: yeah. And you
1: know, Nikki's the
3: X factor because we know who's running the show. <laughs> yeah, million percent.
1: <laughs> All of us are married. We Nicky know we're not the, the
3: bosses boss. in our yeah. houses. There's trust no doubt me. About that. Tough hey
2: Seth, trust me. I know when it comes uh, to, to Nikki and Jay, uh, I know uh, who's running saw, it. Uh, hey, oh, hey Jay, you're gonna come. Hey Jay, you're gonna show up with me. I gotta check with my. No,
3: no, don't try to make it like that. Put it this way. Nikki's listening. You better watch out. That's what I'm saying.
1: Before, so they, uh-huh. you
0: know, <laughs> put, it, put it this yeah. way. Mrs. Johnson, yeah, nice. Mrs. Coleman, Mrs. Greenberg, and Mrs. Williams will all have a word with all of us when we get home tonight once this show is over. Jeez. Let's put it that way. So what is the word, Seth, when you look at the first two games of the Eastern Conference Final Series, where the Celtics, think about it, they're a bad third quarter away from being down 0-2 in this series. What happened that we saw Boston go on a 39-point turnaround compared from Game 1 to Game 2?
3: Marcus Smart and Al totally changed them. And all of a sudden, now you have a seven-man rotation. Now all of a sudden, Pey- Peyton Pritchard, who's really a good player, but the longer he's on the court, the less effective he is because now all of a sudden you can pick on him defensively. Uh, Marcus Smart takes pressure off of Tatum. Tatum got other people involved early. They've been dominant for seven quarters. They've been dominant for seven quarters. Uh, the size, the length, the athleticism, the physicality of Boston overwhelmed overwhelmed the heat. And Jimmy, Jimmy Butler can't guard Tatum, Brown, and the rest of this – the, this uh, Celtic team—it's just—it's just that—that it's just that difficult. The length and athleticism, physicality, of Boston has overwhelmed the Heat in seven of the eight quarters.
1: Uh, it's, a, it, it's so different when you see the size of Al Horford. Like at times they're playing Al Horford, Robert Williams together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Williams, you know, Brian Grant Williams together. Like just those those lineups and how they can exchange all those different pieces. And, look, I said it to Freddie and Key, them coming out in zone, and you know this as a coach, rhythm for me as a player, like if I get a couple open looks where I see the ball go in, then all all of a sudden it feels like you're behind the race. You're behind the eight ball. Because that's what they did in the first quarter. Like, he started shooting it. And once they started shooting it, it was like an avalanche after that. Yeah, they had bad
3: matchups. I mean, like early in the start of the game, obviously, the Heat had it going on earlier at the start of the game. And all of a sudden, I was really impressed with – uh, Celtics ability to remain in the moment and just you know they, they got the stops they needed then they got out in transition Tatum got other people involved Tatum got a second foul he comes out yet I thought then Jalen Brown took over the game in a lot of different ways they have dudes that can make plays I, I you know my favorite term is floor gamers I, I talk about the Golden State Warriors the same way they've got Guys, the Celtics have floor gamers that create matchup problems because mm-hmm. of their skill, their size, their length, and they are just so hard to match up with. Marcus Smart is a grown blank man. <laughs> All right, that's what he is. And, and his ability to defend, his ability to facilitate. But, Jay, Will, you know the greatest asset he has is his ability to lead. Uh-huh. And leadership is like, like leadership is so important. He's got a tough-mindedness, and it, it starts, if you remember in the, in the series before when he, he made those turnovers at the end of the game, and he, he took ownership, yep. and he said, we'll it's be me. ready. Yep. It's on me. We'll be ready. And he was – since that point, and that's because that's who he is. He's a great, yeah. tough, physical
2: leader. Coach, did you expect for – and you mentioned Marcus Smart. Did you expect for him coming off the injury, not really sure – if he was even going to play in the game, did you expect when they announced that he was going to play that he would have the effect on the outcome of this game?
3: I didn't think they were going to play him unless he was ready to go. I think it's too big a risk. You got too much invested in him. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're playing on the road, so, like, you know, you, you're going to come back at home. You got chances to steal games. I thought if he, if he played, he was going to play. That's just who he is. Like, I, I, to me, there are certain guys that is the difference between injury and inconvenience. And that was a serious inconvenience. But right. I don't think there was any way Odoka uh, was going to keep him out of that game. Sure. The guy is just a, like I, I, his post-game interview. I stayed up and watched the post-game interview. said, yeah, it was bothering me, but it wasn't going to keep me out of the game.
0: Yeah, no way. Yeah,
3: I mean, he, he was ready to compete. And when, when And when he's competing the way he does and then the ball's in his hands a little bit more, I thought one thing that was undervalued in this whole game was the start of the game, Jason Tatum's passing.
4: He mm-hmm. Williams involved. on the
3: back door, yep. which was great. For Backdoored himself, yep. caught it in the lane, found Harford in the corner, found Pritchard when he dragged the ball screen, mm-hmm. through back, got Pritchard a wide open three. Once all of a sudden he's doing that and being decisive in what he's doing, then all of a sudden now you're the Heat. You go, whoa, what are we going to do? And now you don't commit a second defender, and then he just, he just tortures you. But it's Brown and and Tatum together, along with Smart and his leadership. Man, i tell you, it was impressive. I think
1: your championship, good. You know, speaking of another game, too, one that we're going to see tonight, you talk about Dallas at Golden State. I got a stat for you that I heard last night that really blew my mind because we talk about Jimmy Butler getting help, right? Uh, they still had a lot of assists last night. For the 100 shots that Luka Doncic has made in the playoffs, how many of them do you guess were assisted, Ten percent. Eleven. Eleven percent? Yeah, I mean, Eleven. Eleven shots out of hundred no that he's made were assisted for him. And like, and that is such a telling stat as it relates to the Dallas Mavericks. Like, It requires Luka to do everything all the time because nobody's creating plays for Luka. Mm-hmm. And it's the same question that you have for the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. When are you going to come to the table and play? Right? Both those guys have been struck. And same with the Dallas Mavericks. Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie. You need something additive to combine with Luka to be in the game against a team that has such an offensive punch like the Golden State Warriors. No, I
3: agree with you. you know, one thing about the Heat game is I thought they came out early. 12 threes in the first quarter was, was absolutely yeah, Bob, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they shot themselves out by just – that's so out of their character. Play downhill – I, look, I, I thought Golden State's defensive game plan was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Their point of pickup. And like people will say, what do you mean point of pickup? Well, where they actually picked up Luka. They picked him up right Full on the court. other side of half court, basically. Full court on the other side of half court. Why did they do that? All, right, and all of a sudden now – uh it's dribble five, six, seven, eight, nine. So it's taking longer for him to get to his area of operation.
1: Oh, and all by right. the way, Seth, that means you're starting, you're initiating your play at 17, 18 on the shot clock as opposed to 22, Twenty. That can make a world of a difference.
3: Yeah, you can shrink the court a little yep. bit more. And, and you saw a number of plays where, you know, Wiggins, and I, it was interesting. I thought that I was talking to some NBA people last night while watching the game, just bouncing stuff off him. It seemed like they were keeping him left a little bit, which yeah. I thought left is his step back. Mm-hmm. but they were keeping them left and they were in those gaps and they were active ball screens. They showed a second defender. They blitzed him. He usually keeps his dribble alive and basically goes in the other direction. And that's, that's where those turnovers are coming. I mean, seven turnovers, they're in those gaps. They're shrinking the court at the elbows. Uh, I thought the defensive game plan was great. And I think the other thing is you cannot perfect storm Dallas, you win in game seven on the road, you got to go play Golden State. The toughest preparation in the NBA because they play differently than anyone else. More assists, less isolations, less ball screens than anyone else if you combine those things. They play differently than anyone else. If you're not disciplined defensively off the ball, you're destroyed. And you're coming off a Game 7 win where you're euphoric and excited. That was a perfect, perfect storm because you can't prepare for Golden State. All that action they do off the ball, Mm -hmm. no one else does it.
0: Scissor no one else everything. plays that yeah. way. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have a
3: two-man game here, usually on the other side that might exchange. The Warriors, they're double staggering, curling, pop <laughs> popping. Like, you know, Steph's driving a baseline, kicking it like over his shoulder, and all of a sudden he's getting a wide pin down. They relocate and make plays differently than anyone else off the ball.
2: Wow. Yo, Coach, you, you, Jay talked about that 11%. And watching Luca throughout the playoffs, though, I think he a hot dog, me personally. I think he holds on to the ball way too long and he's the one that's shooting the ball all the time and not giving the other guys the opportunity to even give it back to him. But correct me if I'm wrong.
3: Well, uh, are they in the Western Conference Finals?
2: (laughs) No, I understand that. (laughs) No, there's no question about that. But Jay says – He's got a little heart
3: in him. I mean, that's the way they play. He's ball dominant. Yeah. uh, What I think he's got to do is, like, I didn't think he got paint touches. Now, part of it was Golden State. I think he's got to be, and I think it was, again, coming off game seven. I I just don't – I just think – Human nature, you guys were great players, right? You know, like, Freddie, I'm not sure if you were a great player. No, not even close. Great but, like, you guys were <laughs> great players. You come off a, a huge win, get to the conference finals. Let me ask you something. Is there an emotional letdown Let down, in a yeah. way mm-hmm. where you're a great player, you get to that point, but it's hard to unplug, plug back in, reboot, get ready for the Warriors, yeah. on the road. I'm not a gambling guy, but th- to me, I look at that and I say, S- Mavs had no shot.
1: Seth, but, um, um, first off, I, I think – the Mavs missed a lot of good-look threes looks. In, the, in the first half. So they make some of those threes, you might have a different game yeah. before it gets blown out. But I'm curious, in your opinion, do you think we'll see Jason Kidd utilize Luka more at the pinch post? That means the elbow for people at home yeah. because that's what they were able to do against the Suns. And that's, they had a lot of bully basketball and posting and targeting post. CP3. I'm surprised they didn't do that against Steph in game one. Yes, yeah, Stafford, Jordan Poole. I think Jordan yeah. Poole is the weakest link. Uh, I, I could see them putting the ball in Jalen's
3: hands and letting like letting Jalen initiate and then getting it to Luca yeah, okay. and letting him attack. I can you, I can see that. I think Jason Kidd's a great coach. I I think he's a great coach. He, I mean, what he did defensively against the Suns, I think he's creative. I think he'll figure it out. They'll play better. I just don't think they're better than the Warriors.
0: Here we go, Seth Greenberg, great follow tour Twitter. Seth on Hoops, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J Max and Max on ESPN Radio. Don't forget about the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio. Game two, the Western Conference Finals tonight. We've been talking about Warriors hosting the Mavericks. Ooh, Tune in tonight, presented by I can stay up MD. tonight and
1: watch it too, and not yeah. feel bad about it Pro, tomorrow. they yeah,
0: provide you night not in Chateau they Bow Wow in the yeah, Williams <laughs> household, based on what Seth <laughs> is trying to advise you about. <laughs> Coverage begins at 8:30 Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows he's in the doghouse. Wait, wait, There's no wait, question. Wait, 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 it's gonna be nice to them. I, like, I, get I, I
3: talked him out of the. Dog has many a day. I yes, mean, you have. Yeah, I, I, except it saved I, my he's life. He's like the little brother I never wanted. <laughs> well, put it this way: he keeps.
0: He's going to be the husband that she doesn't
3: want anymore. He keeps it up trying to screw up. I, from that standpoint, life is good in the Williams yeah. family. You can't yeah.
0: Nick yeah. is the best. Speaking of coaches, the whole thing between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. What did you make about that whole thing, Seth? Oh boy.
3: Uh, I thought that what Nick Saban said conceptually was fine. What he said, how he said it was totally incorrect. You never bring anyone else's name in. You know, it's the old line, "Honor amongst thieves." I thought Jimbo's response, "Honor amongst thieves," I yeah. love that line. And, what and a, a legendary, legendary line! <laughs> and, 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 well, Jimbo's response, I thought, was a little bit over the top because, like, Nick Saban didn't say what Jimbo was doing was illegal. He yep. he was against conceptually what at least how he's done. He was going look. He was talking to his booster saying. We got
1: to get in the game. Uh-huh. We got to raise some money and get our yep. collective
3: up so that we can wait, compete.
1: Wait one second, one second. All right. How you long have uh... you and I known each other, Seth Greenberg?
3: Well, since the day that really, you know, I picked up the phone while you trashed, and you what? On and I'm when? Tell, tell our viewers, <laughs>
1: tell our viewers what happened. The first conversation you and I had about something I said on ESPNU on a Sunday night game at ten o'clock on a Sunday. Please was, inform us. I
3: was watching the game, and uh, Jay will basically had me fired.
1: I didn't have you fired. Unfortunately, See, he was right, but. <laughs> but I hey, really? i was on the other end of a phone call where I didn't get a chance to talk now uh-huh. for a good nine minutes. Okay. Uh, now, he's,
3: they, what, we've known him to exaggerate.
1: Exactly yes. All right. Yeah. So, yes, a couple of <laughs> things here and there. Maybe, maybe three minutes. Maybe three, or, three or four. Minutes. He was in a, t- a break. It yeah. felt give it like nine <laughs> minutes. Okay. Give it would take a liar. Anyway, him and I have turned out to be the best of friends, right? Like, he is one of my competents in life. Coach.
2: But, like, I life. know
1: how fiery he is now. Now, Seth, now, I know that's your politically correct early in the morning response because you got the suit on, <laughs> but I want to hear the Seth Greenberg response that if you were Jimbo and somebody said, somebody essentially called your program, you a bunch of cheats now, you're well, paying your really now. Like, would you have responded? I mean, Jimbo got it. Would you have responded similar to that?
3: Um, I would have, I, I would have picked the phone and called him and cussed him out, mm-hmm. is what I would have done. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean by honor amongst Steve. You have a problem with up the phone and call him. Now I think the one thing is and I'm going to say this next door in a second, like once an assistant always assistant. Like you see Sabin's second response, I tried to call him. He wouldn't mention Jimbo by his name. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought that was I thought that was pretty hmm. funny to me. I mean, mm, but but once an assistant always assistant. But like I, I think what Saban said conceptually uh, was was what he was trying to get. Bringing someone else's name in, into yeah. it, I just think that yeah. that, that that was. You know, we always talk about on our game day show. It's not what you say, but how you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was wrong.
0: You said it perfectly, my friend. All oh, this is good stuff, Seth. We'll talk to you nice soon, guys. Legend, round. right? I don't know about that. Seth Greenberg joining the soft us here. Side of Seth, who are Tyler Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> who are you, Seth Greenberg? <laughs> we'll continue to talk about the craziest press conference that college football has seen since Mike Gunny told
2: everyone his age. And it's despicable. It really is, and it's a shame we have to set up here and have this conversation. About things we do, and it and and it's personal to us. Yes, it is. It's personal to A and M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. Jimbo
1: has every right to be angry. I mean, these were reckless accusations that were made without presenting any facts. Where it goes, I'm not really sure. We'll be lucky to get a handshake out of these two on October 8th. I can tell you that. It was personal. It
0: was despicable. And it was glorious involving Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Wims, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN Mm -hmm. app. Series XM Channel 80 and ESPN 2. Let's bring in Heather Dennis, the always outstanding couch football writer for ESPN. And Heather, I mean, this is going to be a great reality show at a certain point whenever Mm -hmm. it becomes that kind of thing on TV. But what was your reaction to Jimbo Fisher's reaction to what Nick Saban said about his program about 24 hours before?
5: Well, it was the same as a lot of people I talked to from coast to coast, which is nobody got any work done for a vast period of time yesterday (laughs) because our jaws were all on the floor, right? Um, But then there was also a serious tone after everybody stopped laughing because... This is an example of the frustration that has boiled over from name, image, and likeness. And I I spoke to one Power 5 AD who said they were both wrong. I spoke to two SEC athletic directors who said this is not the place for our two highest profile coaches to throw jabs at each other. And I think one of the more revealing quotes that I got from another Power 5 AD outside of the SEC was this makes for great theater, but this is an example of what concerns people behind the scenes who aren't talking about it.
2: Really, Heather, there's nothing to be concerned about, right? These ADs are more concerned about control, just like Nick Saban. Nick Saban, in my opinion, has lost control of the SEC. He is no longer the godfather of college football, and I think he sees that. Texas beat him, even though he had the number two class, depending on who you ask, but Texas beat him on a number of recruits. Michigan beat him on a couple. Ohio State beat him. We saw what Texas A&M did, but it's two frustrating guys going at it, right? Jimbo Fisher's tired of everybody talking about luxury tax, whether it was Lane Kiffin, and now you got Nick Saban. Nick Saban's tired of losing and looking down the line and saying to himself, I just lost to Texas a and Texas is coming into the conference. Oklahoma's coming into the conference. Oil money will be at its best for these guys. <laughs> I need to figure out how to get money, so let me try to figure out how to – convince my boosters to pony up something because he got blindsided, right, Heather? He didn't know at the end of the day that these guys were going to pay more money than his NIL deals was coming down the pipeline. He had no idea. And then when he finally learned it, it kicked in the frustration.
5: Well, I'll tell you this. Multiple people that I spoke to, including Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork, said maybe Nick Saban does feel threatened because... He's a smart guy. He does not just say things. But to your point, he's winning a lot more than he's losing. Let's not forget that. There's a reason Jimbo Fisher called Nick Saban God and said, when you're God, you walk on water, I guess nothing happens, right? Because he's won far more than he has lost. And it is important to remember that when it comes to offense, when it comes to assistance, when it comes to... Um, things in collegiate athletics as a whole, there's no better chameleon than Nick Saban. I mean, the dude's 70 years old, and he's managed to adapt throughout all of it. So can he continue to adapt at what is most probably definitively the most changing time in college athletics as a whole? And where is this going? Where is college football going? I mean, I'm talking to people, guys, who are considering – College football operating on its own under the college football playoff. These are the Mm -hmm. things that people are talking about. So can Nick Saban adapt to all of that? Why did he say these things? People are saying he's smarter than that to just throw things out and see if it sticks.
1: Heather Denich, ESPN College Football senior writer, joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Freddie Coleman this morning uh, spending time in with us for Max. Heather, I I did it's last night when I I was watching footage of this uh, because I spent some time with Nick. And he always is extremely calculated with all of his words, says his words with a lot of intent. Do you think last night was, and this is me speculating, he seemed at ease, right? It was almost like he was kicking it with his boys. I don't, it's just <laughs> me thinking, like, having a couple of drinks, relaxing, right? Um, uh-huh. and, I, and I get what he's saying, like, that competitive spirit came out. Do you think Jimbo Fisher, though, in his response, crossed the line? when you start talking about like where the bodies are buried and this guy thinks about himself as god
5: Absolutely. I mean, he, for nine and a half minutes, called him a narcissist, said it was despicable. I think Feinbaum counted it, what, like 15 times? Um, And to the point of the SEC athletic directors I talked to, that's something, and like I heard Seth Greenberg say, you pick up the phone. Well, he's not taking Nick Saban's calls, but if you have a problem with that, that's that's where you handle it. And I think he made a big mistake in not doing that, but Ross Bjork, his AD, told me yesterday, hey, we have his back, we get it. He came to him yesterday, morning and said exactly, he vented all of his frustrations and they hastily threw together that press conference and it was nine and a half minutes of theater, let's be honest.
2: So now, Heather, we got we got the coach at Pitt complaining that you know they lost their receiver to my Trojans, so you know how that is. The the, the young man, uh, Jordan Addison, decided that USC was the school of choice to further his education. What a fine institution that we have. That, um,
0: oh, Lord. That we
2: somehow figured out how to get him some money. Why is he complaining about a kid that wants to leave his program to go somewhere better?
5: Well... I've spoken to Pat Narduzzi about where Pitt's program is, and to give him credit, he has done a lot more with a lot less than a lot of coaches. But I can tell you this, I mean, I spoke to Keaton Slovis, and he up and moved across the country in part because he thought he was going to be throwing the ball to Jordan Addison. And so this is a frustration amongst coaches because it's very hard to manage your roster, whether it's Jordan Addison or a defensive lineman, whoever it might be. And so, in speaking to Todd Berry, the AFCA executive director, this is why they're proposing transfer windows so that coaches have a better idea of who's coming, who's going. So players have a better idea. So there would be a transfer window in November to the early signing period, and then another one in spring from mid-April. This is why that they're, they're talking about well, actually, they did get rid of the 25 scholarship limit. So go ahead, get to your 85 however you need to. So this is bigger than Jordan Addison. He's just the most highest profile example of how this can ding your roster at this time of year when you're supposed to be getting ready for summer camp.
0: She's a great follow on Twitter, CFB Heather. All oh, does a great job at ESPN College Football Senior Writer. She is Heather Dennis joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Enjoy it, Heather. Talk to you soon, my friend, and you take care. All right, Heather.
5: Thanks, guys.
2: G-Sean, will and Max, the podcast.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any
0: Little fill in the blank on Keyshawn, J Will and Max on ESPN radio, the ESPN app six X Channel eighty as well as ESPN two. Before we do that, don't forget about AL battle this Sunday. The New York Yankees hosting the Chicago White Sox coverage of Sunday night baseball oh, begins. La Russa. <laughs> How's where, that going? Well it's going nah. eh. But for the Yankees, they've been on well, a rampage. Going for, hey. you know, that, it's going quite well, even though they lost the other day. Coverage at six PM Eastern time on ESPN radio and the ESPN app. And at seven PM Eastern time on ESPN. We bring in Evan Wilner. It's time to do a little fill in the blank.
6: Yeah, and fill in the blanks. brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. Choose Barbasol Shaving Cream for a thick, lather, and close shave, close, comfortable shave, Jeez. and for a limited time only, capture your Barbasol Jurassic cans before they're gone. I can't do that read because I don't shave yet. It's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, burn, Evan. Good burn. I,
1: that
3: was
0: funny. Good burn, Evan. That
3: was good funny. burn. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Wimpy Hornham. Yeah.
2: They, they think the reads are so easy, Jay. Yeah, what's wrong,
1: guys? Can't do the reads?
0: Jeez. I, I got your back, Evan. Don't worry about these clowns. Oh,
4: Jimmy Butler, Butler
6: is the blank best player left in the playoffs. Jim Butler is the blank best player left in the playoffs. Jay.
1: Uh, I, I, I will probably say I think Jimmy Butler is – the third or fourth best player in the playoffs. Player, player. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's playing the best, right? But I, I, I still, at the end of the day, I think I'm taking Jason Tatum, Luca, and Steph over J- Jimmy Butler.
2: Well, he was playing the best. He's, playing the, the best. he's still he playing, playing the best. He's still playing the best. Yeah, he, he had 29 I mean, last night, Key. Yeah, he's still playing the best. But the best player, he's probably the fifth best player. The fifth? Yeah. Who are the, Who four the four you got yeah? Well, I you got, like you you got Luca Okay. You got I Steph. I want to see you come up with it now because I feel like you gave me You a got number. Jason Tatum. Okay. Uh-huh. You got Marcus Smart. And now you got him. Oh, you put Marcus Smart ahead of Jimmy Ooh. Butler? Oh, I right? mean, oh, okay. he okay. came back last night. Okay. And, and for all the make him go left, make him go left, make him go left, okay. he dropped it on the head on okay. both ends of the floor now, Jay. I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can co-sign
1: that one, but yeah, I you see. Don't, you don't have to. But I see what I you're gave, saying. Though I gave you four. I right, see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You asked him for four. He gave you four. You asked four. for four. I gave yeah. you exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I think fourth. I think he's behind Luca, yeah, yeah. Steph, and Jason Tatum. I'll say he's fourth.
1: Well, okay. okay. he's playing the best, though. like I'm not. I'm not sure. jumping off him playing the best all right. at all.
6: I hear you. I feel like Luca you. Luca will score blank points in game two, Jay. I, I think Luca might have thirty
1: tonight. Um, thirty plus. I. I get that, and I know that Steve Kerr is going to give them different looks. Like, you may see Draymond Green on Luka tonight because Steve Kerr is going to change it up and give a variety of different looks. And I give Andrew Wiggins a lot of credit, Key. He, he he gave you effort, and he's long. He stayed attached to his hip. That's all the things you need to do. But, man, you couldn't tell me nothing. That Luka had an off game. He had an off game. Like, those are typically shots that he makes. I think Luka finds his swag tonight. And yeah, maybe well, he had a beer this morning. Before the game, maybe that's going to help him out. Oh, Where practice.
2: people have off games, it's a reason, and he had a reason because of guys like Andrew Wiggins is in the way and in making tough shots, making them tougher. So I understand what you're saying, Jay. Yes, but yet and still, look, man, just make that a guy work. is going to harass you, will make things difficult for you. But I think he gets 27 points. I think yeah, he yeah. can score 27.
0: I think he gets 38, and they still lose. He's not going to play as bad as he did in game one. They'll make the adjustment. Jason Kidd will help make the adjustment. He'll get 38, but they're still going to lose game See, two. Real,
1: real quick, we're asking the wrong question. Okay. The question right. should be, how many assists should he have tonight? If he has 10-plus assists, then they, oh, yeah. I think the Mavs win. Yeah, sure. But, but he's, he's getting, li- no, Less he's, than that, it's no. going to be a struggle.
0: He's going to get 30 and probably five assists.
1: Because he needs other guys to make shots.
0: Right, exactly.
6: 38. He's a hot dog. Hey, Jay. Yeah? You want to produce a show? Well – No, I didn't think so. My questions, <laughs> you just give the answers. Wow, Steph hey, look, will make I, give I don't, me, and, I don't and maybe this that time, tone, the maybe, way talking to us. I'm right sorry, I'm sorry, Ray. It, Mr. Williams. Wow. Mr. Williams, Steph will make <laughs> blank threes, please. In game two, please, please, a, an answer on I'll this. I'll pass
1: the ball to Freddie Coleman on this one. Go ahead, Freddie. 7 you He'll make seven threes. Seven, seven. Key. I will say eight. I'll say nine. Let's one up all you guys. Next question.
4: <laughs> this Price
6: is Right? i, I, made, a <laughs> I made a dollar. I've made a dollar.
1: This rate's going to be mm, 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 wow. Mm. <laughs> Jay, do you know what Price is Right? Yes, I do know the Price is Right. Okay. Bob Barker? No, Wayne Brady. Man. No, that's not. Ha-ha! <laughs> Ha-ha! That's, That's No, like you don't know
0: Bryce is That's right here, yeah,
3: yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, I was right
0: yeah. there with you. Oh, I, I wanted to right. be Boy. there
2: with you. So, hey. then, hey, then you throw hey, the Louise
0: this off the cliff.
2: Jay. Damn it! Jay, Jay.
6: Jay. What? Sorry. Hey, Jay, <laughs> get up once. you. Get up once you for the rest of the segment. Evan. Jason Evan. Tatum is a top blank player in the Lady, NBA. Brady,
2: this dude.
0: Are oh, you getting the silent treatment now? Fifteen. Man, I ain't playing y'all stupid. I games say anymore. I say
2: fifteen. Am I wrong for fifteen? Is, is that too low? How I feel about the game in uh, heaven.
0: No, I don't think it's too low. I I will say top twelve. I think he'll be a top I'll think he'll be a top eight player next year. I'll say he's top twelve right now. Jason Tam.
6: Uh Jay came up with the next question. Should we skip it?
0: Well, he already <laughs> skipped it. Why
6: not? What's wrong, Jay? Eric are you is the blank best coach in the NBA. Jay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Spolster's probably. I mean, he's the best coach in the NBA, right? You I, asking me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm asking you. Yeah, i are asking you. Are you gonna participate or you gonna pout? He's Wayne pouting. Brady is he's, the best
1: coach in the NBA. He's already pouting. I'm so sorry. Bing
6: bang. I would
2: probably say he's the best coach <laughs> yes! in the NBA. Eric
1: Spolster, yes, best coach in the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
6: Second Blank best. is the most important player on the Celtics. Marcus Smart.
2: Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum combined. Dude, why do you sound
1: like your nose is stuffy?
2: <laughs> it is. My nostrils is not as large as yours. That's
4: amazing.
2: g sean J Will and Max, the podcast.